Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 60s Reboot Podcast, a proud member of the Electronic Media Collective. Visit the collective at electronicmediacollective.com. The 60s Reboot Podcast is produced by Matt D. Hey, that's me. And you can find the show at 60sreboot.blogspot.com. You can also subscribe to our show at iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or just subscribe on the RSS feed. You can also follow me on Twitter at 60sreboot2, or you can email the show at 60sreboot at gmail.com. Now, with me today as a guest, I have with me the man from Nebraska, the Grolixer great, Mr. Randall Sylvie. Hi, Matt. How's it going? Good. Thank you for joining me today. Well, I'm 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 ecstatic to be here. This is, <laughs> it's been a long time. Like I said, it's been we've talked about you on Grolix quite a bit. You uh, you you've written in and sent voicemails to our podcast for it's at least a year now, two years almost. I want to say, and uh, this is the first time we've actually got to speak. So I'm 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 pumped for this. <laughs> that makes two of us. I mean, like I said, there's many, there's many times I've been uh, driving in my car going, "What? No, it's wrong." <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet specifically <laughs> that reaction too. I so, would not be surprised. <laughs> all right. Well, for all of uh, all of my listeners out there, all four of them, um, today's episode is actually going to be on a show you picked out, Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Bewitched is a fantasy sitcom originally broadcast for eight seasons on on ABC from September 17, 1964 to March 25, 1972, for a grand total of 254 episodes. The premise of the series is a beautiful witch named Samantha meets and marries a mortal named Darren Stevens. While Samantha complies with Darren's wishes to become a normal suburban housewife, her magical family disapproves of her mixed marriage and frequently interferes with the couple's lives. Episodes often begin with Darren becoming the victim of a spell, the effects of which wreak havoc with mortals such as his boss, clients, parents, and neighbors. By the epilogue, however, Darren and Samantha most often embrace having overcome the devious elements that failed to separate them. Now, the witches and their male counterparts, warlocks, are very long-lived. While Samantha appears to be a young woman, many episodes suggest she is actually hundreds of years old. To keep their society secret, witches avoid showing their powers in front of mortals other than Darren. Nevertheless, the effects of the spell and Samantha's attempts to hide their supernatural origin from mortals drive the plot most episodes. Witches and warlocks usually use physical gestures along with their incantations to perform magic. Samantha often twitches her nose to create a spell. The special effects are accompanied by a music to highlight such an action. The main setting on most of the episodes is the Stevens House at 1164 Morning Glory Circle in a fictional upper-class suburban neighborhood either in Connecticut or New York, as indicated by different episodes. The comedic, the comedic sitcom enjoyed great popularity, finishing as number two rated show in America during the debut season. Staying in the top ten for its first three seasons, its popularity didn't wane even when they had to recast the male lead, Darren Stevens. It is still in syndication today, as well as available for streaming through Amazon, Crackle, and the like, none of which are sponsors of the show. Okay, so let's take a quick look at the elephant in the room. Since we're discussing the history of the show, the two dicks. 
Darren was originally played by Dick York for five seasons. After having a serious accident on the set, as well as a debilitating back pain from a movie shoot back in the 1950s, Dick York quit and was replaced by Dick Sargent. Do you All right. Do you have a – I'm sure we can get into this more, and I'm not trying to derail, but do you have a preference? A which, 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 which dick do you prefer? <laughs> um, I like the old dick, Dick York. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> He just looked a little goofier, you know. Yeah, it, it fit. The, he fit the part more, and, and it, I think I don't know. He's the one I think of when I think of Bewitched. Yeah, you know, and I, I watched Bewitched a lot with my grandmother, mm-hmm. and so she was a big, uh, a big Dick York fan. <laughs> well put, well put. Nice sidestep. Very good. Okay, I didn't right. mean to sidetrack. I, I was just very not curious. All, not about at all. That. Not at all. This is the stuff that keep them coming. Um, <laughs> Dick York While filming the fifth season episode Daddy does his thing York fell ill He was too sick to go on Okay, now this is a direct quote from Dick Dick York I had a temperature of 105 Full of strong antibiotics for almost 10 days I went to work that day But I was sick I lay in the dressing room after being in makeup Waiting to be called to the set They knew I was feeling pretty rotten They tried to give me time to rest I kept having chills. This was in the middle of the summer, and I was wearing a sheepskin jacket, and I was chilling. I was shaking all over. Then, when sitting on a scaffolding with Maurice Evans, being lit for a special effects scene, they were sitting sitting in inky. That's a little tiny, tiny spotlight that was supposed to be just flickering over my eyes. That flickering, 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 flickering made me feel weird. And I was sitting on this platform up in the air, and I turned to Gibby who was just down below, and I said, Gibby. Now, I'm assuming Gibby's like, you know, the grip boy or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gibby, I think I have to get down. He started to help me down. That's the last thing I remember until I woke up on the floor. That was about all I remembered of the incident, and I managed to bite a very large hole in the side of my tongue before they could pry my teeth apart. Oh, ooh. ooh. Yeah. So from York's hospital bed, he was – he and director William Asher discussed York's future. Do you want to quit? Asher asked him. If it's all right with you, Billy, York replied. With that, York left the sitcom to devote himself to recovery. He never again returned to the set. From season six until the sitcom ended in 1972, Dick Sargent played Darren Stevens. Dick Sargent wasn't the last person to play Darren Stevens. Um, as you might remember, Bewitched got a movie reboot. And it starred Nicole Kidman and Will Ferrell. The movie was very much a look at the production of the movie versus a straight remake. Will Ferrell plays an actor who signs on to play the lead in a remake of the television show Bewitched. While Nicole Kidman plays a real-life witch who's breaking into Hollywood to play Samantha on the remake. So Nicole Kidman uses the real witch powers in and around the set. Yeah, it's a little confusing, as, as I've said out loud. I know it's 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 bad. It's it's just bad. Honestly, I think Family Guy said it best by having Stewie hit Will Ferrell with a ladder after watching the movie. <laughs> uh, yep, I recall that episode. I've never seen yeah. the movie. I've never seen it. It's probably okay that I haven't. Be glad. Yeah, yeah. Be glad you didn't. You know, and it's funny because uh, that movie came out um, when uh, Star Wars: uh, Revenge of the Sith came out, and uh, there was a local bar in chicago called the vic and they had uh brew and view and um 
now my wife, but my girlfriend at the time, uh, we ended up going to see the, the, um, see the star Wars. And of course we stuck around and watched the Be- witch. And I think about halfway through, she fell asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so of course it doesn't help that we had like six beers in each. <laughs> <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, one more final note of the show, uh, as it spawned a follow-up TV series about Darren and Samantha's kids called Tabitha. However, that came out in the 70s, so we'll save that for a completely different podcast. So before we dive into our cast, Randall, what history do you have on the show for you? I mean, what, what did, how, why did you pick this show? Okay. Well, um, it was kind of – when it came time to decide uh, – as I had told you in messages, I believe. Um, so you do 60s Reboot Podcast, and initially when I heard about your podcast, I was super thrilled that you were doing a podcast, but I was a little, I was a little worried you were going to be um, boxing yourself in to, 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 uh, to yeah, <laughs> let me rephrase that. Uh, I was worried you would be boxing yourself in uh, because, you know, I was like, well, I mean, how many 60s shows could there be? And I looked it up when I was looking like, what show do I want to do? There were so many like iconic television shows in the sixties. So I was wrong. You were right. Sixties reboot podcast is a good idea. (laughs) Um, but, (laughs) uh, two that stuck out to me were bewitched and I dream of genie. And basically because I've, you know, being a sixties show, these were on rerun all through like my whole life, you know, uh, it was always on TV as I was growing up. So I, I watched them quite a bit and I liked the, um, the kind of, I guess, supernatural element to it. Bewitched was cool because she had like witchy powers and I dream of genie was, was, um, interesting because she had similar, but different powers. Um, but ultimately <laughs> and both shows, ultimately I picked these though, because, uh, they kind of, when I, just after I graduated out of uh, high school, my first apartment I had, I lived by myself, my first pad, my bachelor pad. Um, and this is about 2000, 2001. And I had no internet. I mean, internet would have been pretty slow at that point anyway, but I had no internet. I had no cable, just, just basic over the air, uh, TV channels. And like I do now, I always kept late hours. And there was nothing on at night, except for occasionally reruns of I Dream of Genie and Bewitched. So these shows always make me think of that time. And it was, I don't know, one of the few late night rerun throwaway uh, programming that I actually enjoyed. Um, so that's why I narrowed it down to these two. And ultimately, Bewitched, because I, I think it appeals to me a little bit more because of the there's no horror aspect to this at all, but it, they're witches. They're witches. It's still got that like that influence, that hor- horror supernatural influence, and I think that's always kind of appealed to me. So nice. All right, now that we have a history of the show, how about we go ahead and dive right in and cast our first uh, TV show? So uh, let's go ahead and start with our titular okay. character of uh, Samantha Stevens. And since you're our guest tonight, how about you uh, go ahead? Okay. Okay, so we're going to bounce back and forth on these then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, 
I didn't commit to. Okay, so there, you're you're gonna notice a theme here. I, like I have a concept. I have a concept. <laughs> it'll become very clear right away. Um, but I I only run with it so far. So I think my Samantha would be uh, uh, Keeman Shipka, who is the actress that plays Sabrina in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Nice. I've been meaning to see that. I haven't oh, seen it yet. Oh, I, I mean, I don't... I, if you enjoy, like, it's kind of light, kind of fluffy, a little goofy, but still kind of dark, and really good production. If you mm-hmm. like horror stuff at all, um, you you probably enjoy it. But it's not. It's also not super scary cool. or anything, but it's got good themes. Nice. So, yeah. Anyway, so she's has experience playing a witch. She's very young, so my take on, on Samantha is it's, you know... It's going to be younger than what the original uh, shot for. But, you know, maybe we'll pull in a little bit younger audience with that. And, uh, yeah, how about you? Nice, nice. Um, Me? I watched uh, Gotham not too long ago. And uh, I picked a character that I think would play the role really well um, from Gotham. And the, uh, the age group is, like, right right in her ballpark and i would have to say the uh the actress aaron richards she played uh gotham's she was the crazy ex-girlfriend to okay. uh okay. jim gordon yeah i think uh she could mm-hmm. definitely pull it off hey folks matt cutting in right here um my audio got screwed up so after about here is we're gonna notice some changes i tried to fix it as best i can but thanks to Randy, I was able to get a backup. So, uh, again, sorry for the quality, but we should be good. Thanks. And you know what? I don't think I mentioned who played the Samantha originally. That was done by... Uh, Elizabeth Montgomery. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. With your know-how and my witchcraft, there is no end to the heights you could reach. All right, so next up is uh, Darren Stevens, play, as we know, played by two different Dicks, Dick Sargent and Dick York. Hi, Andorra, when did you swoop in? As I said earlier, Dick York was kind of funny looking and kind of had a, a good way of delivering lines. So I, my my pick, I, I'm going with someone that's um, a more diverse cast. I, I really didn't want to uh, whitewash this thing. If you know what I mean, so I'm going with Michael Pena. Okay. You know, so for the audience out there, it's the guy from Ant Man and the Wasp, as well as in Narcos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'd be a great Darren. Oh, I think you're right. That's actually a really good pick. Like him in that kind of role, kind of goofy. Uh, I could see him playing the kind of flabbergasted yeah that's really yeah, good thanks i mean it's he, i could really see him like being you know like the whole what's up kind of thing i could see him being like a little bit of a straight man but yet still kind of goofy and humorous you know yeah sorry a little ramble no yeah it's all good um okay so <laughs> yeah that's actually good you mentioned the whitewash I totally did, and I was trying not to, but I'm like, I'm like, I don't know who else, like, because, okay, so here's my Darren pick. 
I'm going to continue a theme I set forth with my Samantha pick. For Darren, it's Ross Lynch, who plays Harvey in in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So that would essentially either make this like some type of a soft, bewitched reboot extension to Sabrina, or this is just my own personal like shipping <laughs> Harvey and Sabrina <laughs> for uh, this podcast. Maybe a little bit more of that, but... <laughs> Well, it's so funny because as 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 we get into the casting, it, the theme, I'll drop the theme a little bit. But once that popped in my head, I was like, it's perfect because uh, the woman that plays Sabrina, um, she was blonde in that. And well, she's white now, but she's blonde in that. She's much younger um, than than the Samantha Stevens character originally was. Um, but she has like... Um, She's not goofy, but I could see her being kind of goofy. But she has a similar, like, uh, upbeatness to her, to her character in Sabrina. And then, so once I was, like, thinking about that, the guy that plays Harvey in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, who's, like, her boyfriend in the first season, he would actually be a – he's again, he's young, but we're going with a younger couple. He would be a really good Darren because he's got – kind of a big nose so he's it's he's just got kind of a goofy face he looks the part he's kind of unassuming like i think at least the way he plays harvey would be perfect so you could you could really they're almost the same characters as as yeah. you like in in sabrina versus put them in the bewitched they're pretty much exactly the same characters so it would be super easy transition to make just rebrand the <laughs> rebrand the credits okay sorry <laughs> So following Darren is uh, Darren's antagonist, the uh, the mother of Samantha, Endora, the uh, character played by Agnes Moorhead. One of these days, Samantha, you're going to find yourself married to a 170-pound warthog. So uh, who'd, you, who'd you pick for, uh, so, for Endora? I'm I'm going to and maybe afterwards maybe after we I can run through a couple of my second place picks but a couple of these oh, I had like second place picks this one I actually had three picks but I'm going to go with my first <laughs> one and this is where I'm still sticking with the Sabrina theme but deviating from it a little bit I'm going to say Michelle Gomez who played Missy in Doctor Who okay um and that popped in, that actually popped in my head kind of like after I went through most of the other list just because um She's a lot of fun in both those shows. Like Missy and her character in in Sabrina, she plays it very much the same way. She just chews the scenery, and she's got like yeah. um, fun, kind of older, sexy. With uh, maybe that's insulting, older, sexy, but you know, <laughs> yeah, she's like it's it as like older, sexy is like a kind of a demure, demure sexy, um, gotcha, yeah. but also very devious and sinister and. Uh, so I think she would actually kind of be perfect. I don't care who you cast in the other stuff. You throw, you do a new Bewitched. You throw Michelle Gomez in that role. I think you. I think you won me over on that one. <laughs> you, you ready for this? Yes. Okay. I actually had two choices as well, and I'll I'll tell you my my other choice later. But um, I actually went with Kathy Bates. Oh my god, dude! I thought about it. I thought about it. She didn't. <laughs> I oh she was. I was running through her for a little bit. So yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, okay, because she, she's, she's done balls crazy, mm-hmm. 
And I think she could definitely pull off, you know, um, you know, crazy witch lady that nobody wants to have pop up in the middle of their, uh, you know, honeymoon. <laughs> yep, yep. That's a that's so, a really good one. I was seriously contemplating her myself. Yeah. Oh, my my second choice now. And I, I my second choice was actually based on on the makeup for Endora, um, and. This woman's definitely typecast ever since the late 90s, early 2000s when the show was running. But I was going with Nene Bobek from um, Drew Carey's show. Okay, okay. She was my, she was my second runner-up. So um, what, what were your other two? Okay, so my other two, initially it was going to be Olivia yeah. Coleman, who uh, she was – she played um, – what was her character's name? She was in Broadchurch with David Tennant. Um, yeah, yeah. She recently won an Oscar, so I don't. She, she might be a little too pricey for a Bewitched reboot show right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's great, and I don't. She doesn't really have. I'm sure she's a great actress, though. Like she just won an Oscar, like I said, so she could probably play a mean streak. But for the most part, like I've never seen her play a character with a mean streak like that. So it might be weird choice, but I think she could do it. And then my third place runner up was Miranda Otto, who plays. Uh, Aunt Zelda in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And she, that was just continuing my Sabrina theme. But <laughs> she's got like a, she's got the right attitude. And if you've, at least the way she plays uh, her character in Chilling Adventures, um, I think she'd be a good, good fit just because of like the way she plays that character. All right. So after Endora, we have. Um... Darren's boss from the advertising agency, the character Larry Tate, played by David White. Well, Darren makes a pretty powerful drink. Uh, lots of times I find that uh, I can't remember what went on at his house. Uh, Larry Tate. Um, oh, yes. So my idea for Larry Tate was you probably need a guy that's kind of kind of straight-laced, maybe a little... Go with the, the the whole goofy looking thing is is a big thing for me for this for this bewitch thing, and um, I actually went with Jeff Garland. Um, you might recognize him from the TV show Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was Larry David's um, larger friend. Okay, okay. He was also in that TV show uh, The Goldbergs just recently. Um, but yeah, I, I he's just kind of funny, and I mean, I could see him playing like a, a straight a straight man to to Samantha and Darren, you uh -huh. know, always getting into trouble. Um, so yeah, that's that's my Larry Tate. Uh, for mine, because I always liked that. I think I like the actor, but I always liked that character. He, you're right. He's kind of goofy, but he seemed very likable. Um, Darren's boss, and. So my take on him will be a little bit different. He'll be less kind of aloof, less goofy, but still kind of likable. Um, Richard Jenkins. Uh, do you know him? He was, man, he's in lots of stuff. Have you ever seen uh, Cabin in the Woods? The Cabin in the Woods? Cabin in the Woods. It sounds familiar. Um, was that the one with the kid from um, Boy Meets World? Oh, no, no. That's Cabin in the Woods. It's the one with um, Chris Helmsworth, Yes, right? yes. Okay. He's he's yeah. one of the guys that worked down down below. He's the um, uh, 
you know, one of the business suit guys, uh, the, the, the taller one, if that makes sense. He's been in so many things, but he's one wow. of those actors where I can't, it's hard to say, you know, you'd know him from this role because he's just, he's kind of a, a what do they call those guys? A character actor. Oh, okay. Uh, he has that face that you see everywhere, but mm -hmm. you can't take away his in. Um, I think I know, is he kind of balding? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, he he yeah. was in The Shape of Water, apparently. He played a senator in Kong oh. School Island. Yeah, I just seen The Shape of Water. I know what you're talking about. Okay. He was the uh, the guy coloring the jello picture. Yes. Yeah, have, you, have you seen that yes. movie? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally see him as, as Larry So Tate. I think he'd play it a little bit more straight. He'd be a more obvious straight man, but he's like the perfect straight man, you know? And uh, so he'd be a little less aloof, but I think he'd he's got that likable quality. Um, right. Yeah. That's my pick. Okay. Next up is, uh, Tabitha Stevens. Now, um, I'm only going to mention Tabitha only because, uh, for the first two seasons, she was played by a child actor and they got some baby from some like Romanian orphanage. <laughs> Is that where child <laughs> actors come from? <laughs> no, yeah, I think that's where they got Gary Coleman. <laughs> so, so Tabitha, yeah, their daughter. Um, for mine, for I don't know child actors. So that's kind of like it seems like kid actors. You know, they're kid actors, so they're not established. They just kind of pop up and then either go away because they're a kid actor, they were terrible, or they become one of the those weird celebrities that's kind of all messed up but uber famous. Um, yeah. So. However, since my Sabrina and Darren are so young, um, the the actor the actor from my Sabrina, my Samantha. <laughs> see, this is what I'm doing. Samantha, no, she's Sabrina now. So my Samantha, played by played by Sabrina. That's her real name now. Uh, she's like 19 in real life, and uh, so they're a young young couple. So in in my okay. reboot, they when you start, they don't have a child yet, but throughout the series, you know, think about pregnant witch hijinks that you could get up to. <laughs> so a baby will come along at some point, and then it's a baby. So who cares? Who? So long as it's a baby yeah, and it's yeah, cute, it yeah. doesn't matter. Well, it was like I I picked the Tabitha, and I'm like, yeah, it's it's a child actor. You know, I don't want to get on somebody's list. I don't want somebody's like going, hey, this person is looking up child actors. Yeah, that seems kind of weird. Suddenly, you're on a, a list. You got to go door to door to, to see your neighbors. <laughs> Just all I did was look up a child actor. <laughs> yeah. You're on the list so, instantly. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say if if I'd went the opposite mm -hmm. direction with the slightly older, and I do have like secondary picks for both slightly older uh, Samantha and Darren. I think a teen child could be an interesting dynamic in the show to where you know uh samantha's still the witch and obviously i'm guessing her child would become a witch too but that'd be fun but then i guess you're talking about literally sabrina the teenage witch so yeah. but going the opposite direction I, a, a potential reboot i think that would be an interesting dynamic depending on the kind of re like tone you're going for nice nice yeah so all right so we could totally uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in in your your other podcast, uh, the GCU. So uh -huh. your 
Bewitched would be the precursor to Sabrina, the Children's Adventures of Sabrina, because then Samantha would be Sabrina's mom, uh-huh. and uh, Aunt Zelda and them could be Samantha's sisters. <laughs> it would that I mean, it would kind of work. It would kind of work because because it mentioned like your uh, synopsis of the of the series mentioned something of well. And this is this is where my issue of whitewashing my cast is a problem because, and you know the original series problem because there, it's an issue that they are in a mixed relationship between a witch and a mortal, which is a very also yeah. a very Sabrina theme, um, big time. But uh, I mean, it's a similar. I think in actual like the at least the way it's set up in. Uh, the new Sabrina series is um, it's pretty much the same thing where except it's switched. I think her mother was a human and her father was a warlock or something. So it's the whole like Romeo and Juliet from two worlds. I guess if you want to call it mixed, although everybody's, you know, they're all, they're all white in that situation, but yeah, it was, uh, it was different. 1960s. It was a different, they could get away with stuff like that. It was a different demographic. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so, Yes. To get back on a point, I my Tabitha, I picked out a random child actor from the night Stranger Things. Oh, good. Okay. Um, season one, there was a little, little girl swing set. Um, as Eleven comes up, and to look at her and her mom, the girl freaks out. The girl's name was Harper Cavanaugh, and that's who I picked. Hopefully, I didn't get on any lists. <laughs> <laughs> you know, occasionally I'll be watching something, and normally kid kid actors are pretty bad because they're kids, and so I don't ever think of anything. But once in a while, you'll see something where you're like, "Wow, that kid is like a super young child, but like actually sold that scene." But I, you know, of course, I never keep track of who those kids are. To, in ten years, they yeah. might be a great actor, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> now, as Darren had an antagonist. So did Samantha, and it was the nosy neighbor, Gladys Kravitz, played by Alice Pierce. I came over for a scoop of of sugar. I hope I'm not uh, disturbing you. All right, Randall, I'm going to throw this back to you. So um, who did you pick for Gladys Kravitz? Okay, so I think... I had to watch some old uh, some clips of the show to kind of get a really refresh myself on some of these characters. Hey, and me I think too. I found I think the perfect pick for modern day Gladys picked in my mind popped up in my mind instantly, and it's um uh, I'm probably not pronouncing the last name right, but Christian Shaw, and she's mostly does a lot of voice acting stuff. She was uh, the voice of Louise and Bob's Burgers, uh, Sarah Lynn and BoJack, and Trixie in Toy Story Three, but she played Carol in The Last Man on Earth, uh, that Fox series, and okay. she's the fir- first woman that he comes across. She's got a very kind of, kind of goofy demeanor, kind of a goofy face. She just fits perfectly. Yeah. She's, um, I don't know. She's just perfectly that lady next door look, not girl next door. That's a totally no, I- different thing. I love IMDb. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, not a, not, a, not a sponsor of the show. Um, I recognize her as, um, did you ever see Fly the Concords? 
some I've seen some stuff, but I don't know if I oh, okay. have watched a whole lot. Yeah, she was she was one of the she was she was in that she played uh, one of the groupies uh, for the band. Okay. Um, but yeah, I see. Yeah, I see that she was also in uh, Portlandia. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, and I think so, uh, yeah. she's done some Daily Show stuff, like definitely a lot of comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see her uh, being Gladys. I went, I went a little older, but again, you know, you're 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 going with the CW. Yeah, a lot of my cast is like. <laughs> well, I think part of it was I was really trying to pick from. Now, her, she just popped in my head, but for the most part, outside of Sabrina, I, I, it was all pretty much what shows, what recent shows have I watched? Because I'm not great about who like knowing current popular TV actors and stuff, so. I just kind of pulled from people uh, from shows that I know are going on right now. And uh, a lot of them are younger people, I guess. Yeah. That's fine. You know, Hey, I'm, I'm a 40 year old guy who's casting TV shows from the 1960s. And... <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're lucky half of these aren't actors from the 1990s. Oh, I know. I know. Um, I picked David Schwimmer. <laughs> yeah. Well, huh? God, that was, yep. Yep. Yeah, we not uh, a lot of prep work on that segment. Not a lot of prep work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, my uh, my Gladys was actually Lauren Holly, and um, she was in um, what was the show? Mm-hmm. Mad Men and uh, NCIS and uh, Dumb and Dumber, and there's a few other shows that she was in. I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, Lauren Howley? Yeah, Lauren Lauren Howley. Uh, H-O-L-L-Y. Oh. Why did I why did I pick her? Oh, because I could see her being a nosy neighbor. Um Oh for sure. She did in Dumb and Dumber. You know, she's I could uh it's your plan like um, definitely a nosy neighbor. And I think I think more has to do with, with the husband I picked for her. Um, but yeah, no, I could see it. I could see it. That's an interesting pick. Yeah, yeah. Because I could, I could see her like looking over the fence, going, "Honey, honey, this, the the grill just floated by," or you know, something <laughs> to that effect. Or you know, you know, I, I just I could see her, you know, playing opposite Aaron Richards as um as someone just trying to get her out of the neighborhood or, you know, yeah, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know. No, I think I you're right though. She does have this, it, especially if you take it from that angle of somebody, I mean, she does seem like the, uh, I, I don't know if you edit your pod, uh, like censor your podcast, but she seems like the bitchy neighbor who would like, see something and then go to other neighbors and be like, we need to get them out of the neighborhood. She does see, look, she, she looks appropriate for that role. Yes. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is actually the longest episode I've ever had. So as a quick shout out to my good host, Randall, I've decided to include this little bit right in the middle of the episode. Don't worry. We'll pick things back up in a few minutes. If you really want to know about pod editing and podcasting, there's a great place to go to. It's called PodEdit. PodEdit.com. I've heard of that place. Yeah. I've heard. I've heard that 
the guy that runs podedit.com will uh, edit your podcast. He'll produce your podcast. He'll he'll help you with launching and whatever else you need with your pod whatever podcasting needs you have. Podedit.com will help you for money. <laughs> Just to clarify, for money. For yeah, money. thanks for that plug. You know, I am a, I am a freelance podcast producer. That is my full time gig. And if you need my services, go to podedit.com. <laughs> and as someone who has used his services, oh man, I as a friendly I, way, no, I feel bad. Like I really work. wish I would have been more attentive to helping you launch these, but you did a great job. Um, but the money thing aside, I you know I was like. Oh, Matt D's going to do a podcast. Yeah, yeah I got to help. And I, I didn't, I felt, I was kind of busy and I did not get as much information to you as I wish I had. So that's fine. What you gave me really okay, helped good, me. Good. So I really appreciate it. Now, Gladys, we can't forget about her. Now, she's got a disbelieving husband by the name of Abner Kravitz, played by George Tobias. What's the matter with you? All of a sudden, I'm married to a peeping Tom. Spying on people, sticking your nose in everybody's business. Go back to bed. You ought to be a- For my pick, I went back to the 1990s. Oh, okay. And I picked Matthew Perry. You, you're doing it. You're doing the friends grab. <laughs> yeah, I am. What? That's a Grolix move. Don't Grolix it up. This, this, this podcast got more class than that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, see, the thing is, though, like people like that from 90s TV shows, especially like Friends, they'll occasionally pop up in something. Maybe this is his big breakout hit to like his big comeback hit. Yeah, this is John Travolta in, in Pulp Fiction. Who, who was it? Matthew Perry? Yeah. Yeah. That seems, he seems good. Yeah. 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 As I say, I could, I could see him, you know, if Lauren Holly is crazy. You know, trying to be bitchy and everything. I could see Matthew Perry being the disbelieving husband. Like, uh, I don't know, honey. Just she's a neighbor. She's nice. Oh yeah, he'd be good at that. Blonde, just, you know. She's she's okay. Mildly annoyed, just can't be bothered. Just like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. So, uh, what did you pick for? Uh, okay, so this is an unconventional pick for for the character. And honestly, I was just trying to put him in somewhere. Um, again, after the end, I do want to just briefly mention my two—he, my number two picks for Samantha and Darren because that's where he would have went. But Brandon Routh, uh, he's about the right age to, with um, my Gladys casting um, because I decided the original characters had that, like, you know, the, the old comedy bickering married couple like she's always in the neighbor's business and he's just like oh he almost a one of these days type of guy right so i was gonna go the opposite direction to where like he's not believing her (laughs) but i mean brandon ralph he okay so he was i think he was superman in superman returns or whatever but he's in the cw shows Um, yeah yeah he was uh he's uh and mainly he's just seems like a super likable guy and so i kind of like him and i wanted to put him somewhere and i was like well, instead of like the grumpy, I mean, he'll still he still won't believe his wife, you know. But instead of the grumpy uh, old married couple, you know, it's Brandon Ralph. He, 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 it's like a super nice guy. He just doesn't believe the crazy stuff his wife is telling him. So that's the angle I took with it. 
Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, I can see him just kind of like, all right, so this is an audio podcast, but my my just being more. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, no, your expression nailed it. Just like, what are you, what are you, what are you like, what, about? what? Just like kind of bewildered yeah. more than like angry or dismissive. Just bewildered. All right. While Abner and Gladys were Samantha's antagonists, it seemed like each week one of Samantha's relatives would stop by and cause a little bit of mayhem. So we picked out a few characters, recurring characters, to uh, describe kind of what happened. So first up is Aunt Clara. The bumbling aunt played by Marion Lorne. Oh, it's so nice to see you again. Oh, it is nice to see you too, dear. Oh, well, we have a lovely weekend together. A w weekend? Doorknobs are all very well, but they're not family. <laughs> I count them when I'm lonely. But somehow, you know, today they didn't seem to do the trick. And then I remembered the lovely invitation you gave me to come here whenever I want. Um, so for my Aunt Clara... I actually went with somebody that I, I, I've seen play a bubbling, kind of absent-minded um, person. And that would be Annie Potts from uh, Ghostbuster fame as uh, uh, the secretary for the Ghostbusters. Okay, okay. And she was recently in um, Young Sheldon. She played Meemaw. So she's still doing stuff. So she's a recent – oh, nice. She is. And she's, you know, she's, she's got the age to play someone – like the Aunt Clara, uh -huh. who was the uh, elderly, bumbling, uh, favorite aunt of Samantha's. So, I like it. How about you, sir? Okay, so for mine, I'm going to return to my Sabrina tie-in, and I'm going to go with Lucy Davis, who plays Aunt Hilda in Sabrina, and she's not... She's more like her personality's bumbling, but she's not physically bumbling. I noticed Aunt Clara is kind of physically bumbling, but she's, I mean, she's kind of perfect. And I think she could play it well. And she's so good in Sabrina. Um, it just kind of like an awkward, somewhat goofy, like a uh, uh, lady. I think she'd be perfect for Aunt Clara. All right. Next up is Uncle Arthur. Uncle Arthur was a practical joker, and he was the younger brother of Endora. He was played by the great actor Paul Lindy, who he himself was a bit of a practical joker. And he actually was the uh, a good friend to the producer of uh, Bewitched. You decorate the way you do everything else in super stupendous, glorious, bad taste. <laughs> So for my Uncle Arthur, I chose a bit of a comedian, too, and he was a bit of a practical joker. Um, you may recognize this man from the Drew Carey Show. The guy I picked was uh, Dietrich Bader. Okay, interesting. And uh, I thought that uh, Dietrich could probably pull off a bit of a practical joker since he, you know, he's really good at comedy. Mm -hmm. He could definitely pull off the crazy uncle. So, uh, uh, so what'd you pick? 
So this one was actually one of the toughest for me to cast, and only in that. So it had been so long since I watched the show, I was like, Uncle Arthur. And I looked up a bunch of clips, and I was like, oh, he's got, like, a very specific thing. So it, I, so I actually, like, had a hard time finding somebody because I was like, no, they've got to have this very specific thing. And for one, this is – okay, so I apologize for whitewashing the cast, but – which is just not anything a white person should just be saying. You're like, <laughs> nothing good could come Look, after that. My list, I, the only one person that I didn't whitewash was Mike Pina. <laughs> better than me <laughs> but <laughs> listen it wasn't intentional yeah. but uh how however i can add a little di- diversity in one way or another um so uncle arthur as played by paul lindy uh seemed i mean i know it was like his he was kind of had that like broadway comic vibe right like just very big and like right. loud and and kind of flamboyant, but I don't mean that in a bad way. And I know his character wasn't gay, and the actor may not have himself been gay, but he had that what seemed to me like a very big um, uh, presence in that certain way. So I was trying to find somebody that would match that, and the best I could find, and once it popped into my head, I was like, oh, that's kind of perfect. Was a uh, John Burrowman. Or John John Barrowman, <laughs> because I ran I ran through a couple actors and I'm like, but I can't picture them like busting into the scene and start singing something, which is something I could picture I can... Uncle Arthur doing. John Barrowman though, he'll bust on singing whether you want him or not, and so yeah, <laughs> just a lot of presence and uh, still likable. That's kind of what they needed. I yeah, I could totally see Captain Jack yep, as. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Paul and Lindy's Plus, uh, Uncle Arthur. John Broman's great. Like any any excuse to see more of him is is fine. Yes, yes. Like uh, when he left Arrow to do on Living uh, Tomorrow, it's like one of the reasons why I started watching the show. So, yeah. I... <laughs> okay, folks. If you've listened to episode three, my Hogan's Heroes, I picked John Broman as my Bob Crane uh, because. The same thing. I mean, he is larger than Mark. Exactly. He could, he could definitely play it. So, yeah, he, he kicks my uh, Diedrich Bader out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for our last recurring character is Samantha's father, Maurice, played by the British actor Maurice Sevens. Something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Yes, he was. He kept the name of the character. That's he was. That's how great he is. He was. <laughs> He's just him. He. They wrote the part for him. Who do you play? I play me. <laughs> I'm Maurice Evans playing Maurice. <laughs> so for my Maurice Evans is, uh, I, I picked out a, a pretty funny guy. Um, people might recognize him from um, the. The TV show Goldbergs. Uh, the guy I picked was George Siegel. Okay. Um, for those who don't know, he was he was also in Just Shoot Me, and uh, he he played uh, he uh, he he played the uh, the boss, and 
I could definitely see him playing more recent in a similar capacity where he's both kind of bumbling but yet kind of knows what he's doing. He's uh he's pretty funny. I, you know, I think he's I think he could definitely pull off the Maurice character for uh for Samantha's dad. So that's my Maurice. Okay. For my Maurice, uh this was another one that was kind of difficult to, for me to nail down. Um but ultimately I went with David Tennant. Because you got, I, you know, we got John Broman. We got to continue some Doctor Who love, right? Uh, oh, and and you know, we got we got Missy in there earlier. So, um, and yes, I do commonly just refer to actors as their character names from various shows. <laughs> I'm right there with but, you. <laughs> uh, David Tennant, because first off, it's he doesn't do comedy like straight comedy a lot. I mean, Doctor Who definitely there's a lot of comedy flair in there, but he doesn't do straight comedy a lot. So. Uh, when he does do comedy, though, he's fun. And part of like what I latched onto for Maurice's character was an almost maybe not pretentious, but kind of like, almost pretentious. Like he struck me as like you could have been a great actor, you know, that type of guy. And I was like, I, I'd like to see David Tennant play a character like that. Um, plus, if I'd went with my second, if my second pit, uh, my second pick for um, Samantha's mother would have been Olivia Coleman, and then I could have finally got my Broadchurch, Miller, and Hardy shipping on. So there you go. All <laughs> <laughs> this shipping. Yeah, Randall this episode. <laughs> uh, Randall ships uses Baywitch. <laughs> Baywitch. Baywitch. <laughs> so that's a combination. See, and then we're going to combine this with Baywatch. Uh, Randall uses Bewitch to just ship the actors he wants from other shows. Okay. I'm sorry. Really throw things up and, and just recast Billy Piper to be Samantha. I could get on that. I could get on that. <laughs> I actually, I could see that. That'd be all right. <laughs> all right. So that's our, our, our two modern day uh, cast picks. Um, now, I went back and I watched some of the, the couple of the episodes and um, I'm sure you, like you said, you've looked at some clips and, you know, it, the sixties was definitely mm-hmm. a different time. I mean, some people would say it was the golden age of television. Um, some people say that now is the golden age of television, but I'm not going to get into that, that whole thing. But um, there was definitely a different um, way that televisions were done back then, you know, different morals, different, different, uh, dynamics in the series so um i really didn't think of any episodes to go through and other than recast like rewrite but there was definitely um a lot of empty witch like if you want to do it today you really couldn't do a lot of the uh relationship dynamics it would i think we'd have to like totally redo that the dynamic between darren Mm -hmm. and samantha i mean um you know in the series samantha wanted to stop being a witch and become a suburban housewife. And, you know, she was concerned about keeping the house clean and eating, eating dinner ready each night and, you know, trying to do that without actually using her magical powers, which got a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, conflict. A lot of the, the uh-huh. story plot was just from what she could or couldn't do. Modern take, you know, there was the whole women's lib 
said, everything is, has moved on. You know, we definitely have fewer of the 1960s viewpoint of a housewife. You know, there's now, you know, both people are, you know, have jobs, raising kids, you know, all that stuff. So I think that there's a lot there with maybe Samantha having, um, you know, a full-time job on top of, you know, helping to raise Tabitha um, and then having the hygienes of trying to find a babysitter mm-hmm. during the day or take the kid daycare. You know, there's a lot there that we could probably mesh and meld and still try to have her not use her magical powers. Um, and so that's kind of what I had for an idea for for an episode, but I didn't really flesh sure, anything sure. out. Um, I think, I think, I mean, yeah, her not using his her powers because he doesn't want her to, and her just wanting to be a good housewife and all that. We could kind of scrap that. That's that would get kind of old anyway for setting up conflict. However, I mean, even just normal modern couple uh, living life, even the just the idea of like she wants to use her, she uses her powers or wants to use her hiding her witch life from the real world, the quote unquote real world, the normal world. I mean, even that, that's just enough to like build different conflict out of, I think. Um, and then oh, yeah. character yeah. stuff. Just throw some character yeah. stuff in there. It's Pretty easy. Maybe. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we have an entire episode devoted towards character, character development, you know, and then, and the antagonist neighbor comes by with their dog who, you know, peed on the neighbor's lawn. And I think it's, I think it's amazing what sitcoms in general, but especially older sitcoms, how much they can milk a single concept because essentially the show is, that's the, con- that's the conflict for the most part, almost every episode. I mean, there's little differences, but for the most part, they just milk that, that central idea um, for 250 something episodes. Uh, so a modern series I would think would like when I was approaching it, um, I was thinking maybe slightly darker, but not necessarily darker, but more slightly more serious, still comedic. Um, a little bit more in line with some of the shows that do well now where you've got an element of, you know, it's more serialized, less It'll still be kind of sitcoms like where it's a standalone episode. For the most part, things reset after each episode, but you know, serialized storytelling to where it's not like everything resets back to normal at the end of the episode so that the next episode starts and you don't have to worry about seeing anything else. Um, you know, move away from that a little bit, but really never go too far to where, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be like crazy season long arcs or anything but yeah right right some one and done creature of the week yeah maybe a little bit more in line with um kind of the buffy model to where even though they did do like season long arcs but especially the earlier couple seasons of buffy there were ongoing arcs and different plot lines but for the most part you could kind of pick up because they would occasionally they would do the the one and done monster of the week and just kind of weave it in with whatever storyline happens to be going on you could just kind of jump in anywhere so i'd say handle it that way and i think it'd be pretty cool yeah yeah cool cool all right well um that's about it that i have for uh bewitched 
Um, we'll do a quick rundown of our list. Um, if you want to go ahead and go first, just recap. Okay, yeah. Um, as to who you have, and then if there's any extras you wanted to throw in there. Okay, rundown of my list. For my very Sabrina Central, Sabrina-ish uh, reboot, whatever you want to call it, uh, Sabrina sequel, Bewitched reboot, <laughs> cinematic universe. Um, Samantha will be played by uh, Keeman Shipka. I'm sorry, I'm, I know I'm mispronouncing her name, but she plays Sabrina in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Darren Stevens would be played by Ross Lynch, who plays Harvey, also in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. However, my second place for both of them, I think, is actually, if I wanted to take the show a different way, they're both really good. Emily, is it Emily Bet Richards? Um, she plays Felicity from Arrow. I thought she'd be, you know, okay. she's blonde. Well, is she naturally blonde? I think she is. But she, blonde, so, yeah. upbeat character. Um, I think she'd be interesting for Samantha Stevens. And then I could bounce my Brandon Ralph pick up to Darren Stevens because I think he would actually be the perfect Darren Stevens. I just couldn't make him work in the Sabrina context. <laughs> and you'd, again, be shipping the whole. Right? Arrow. Then we get it. Exactly. What was this? Oh, I can't remember his character. Uh, the Adam and uh, Felicity, whatever. Um, is that what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, and I've I've read so many Adam comics. I said I suddenly his name just there's people on my podcast or listening to my podcast, all four of them that are screaming right now. His yeah, name it, is it, it. It slips my it slipped my mind. It's been I've fallen so far off of the Palmer Ray, Ray Palmer. Palmer. Yes, Ray Palmer and Felicity Palmer. Shipping. Uh, yeah, his yeah. Name, come on, he's a way way more easygoing <laughs> than uh, Ollie is. Um, so. And then, uh, okay, Samantha's mother, uh, Michelle Gomez, my number one pick. I think she'd be great. Uh, Darren's boss, Larry Tate, Richard Jenkins, because he just needs to be in more stuff. He just seems like such a likable guy. And he's good as a still comedic, uh, a comedic straight man. Uh, Samantha's, uh, Samantha and Darren's daughter, Tabitha, Nobody yet, and then random baby from whatever whatever orphanage you mentioned earlier. Uh, yes, yes. Babies don't speak, don't need to speak anyway, so it doesn't matter what language they have. They have none. Okay, that was weird. Gladys Kravitz uh, would be played by Christian Shaw. Uh, and so then, in which case, uh, Brandon Ralph becomes her husband as uh, Abner. And Aunt Clara would be Lucy Davis. Uncle Arthur would be John Burrowman. God, that sounds fun. <laughs> right? And Maurice, uh, Samantha's father, would be David Tennant. Because why not? I want I want more David Tennant in everything. We do yeah. need more David Tennant. Speaking of David, Ed, 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 have you seen ads for uh, Good no, Omens yet? No, I don't think so. Uh-uh. Yeah, because it's got uh, it's got the independent in it. He plays um, Crowley, the demon. Have you have you read the book Good Omens? By no, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, it's uh, do you? All right. So, uh, how about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yes, I am familiar. Okay, so Good Omens is basically Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett's version of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but instead of it being science based, it's 
you know, based on heaven and hell, Lucifer and God. Okay. And uh, Crowley, played by David Tennant, is a demon. And then Michael Sheen plays an angel. And for the life of me, I can't think of the angel's name in the, in the series. But, uh, yeah, I saw a couple ads for it. You know, they finally made the TV series. I know back in, like, 2005, 2006, they were um, – Terry Gilliam was optioning it to be a movie. Um, so, But it, it looks really cool. Um, and I think it's an Amazon Prime. Movie I did thing. see. I did see so. Neil Gaiman um, tweet something about it. That's I think where I heard something about it, but I hadn't seen anything of it. And of course, he's going to say this, but somebody asked him, you know, what he thought of it, the the show or whatever. And he's and Neil Gaiman says it's the. He said it was the best thing, best like live action thing he's seen them make out of one of his works. So that's kind of high praise. That's pretty high praise, of course. I'm sure he's got stake in it doing well, so he would say flattering things. But that's mentioned the whole episode he wrote for Doctor Who. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Um, all right, so <laughs> back on the point here. Um, so my list of characters: Samantha Stevens. I have Aaron Richards. Uh, Darren Stevens. I have Michael Pena. Is it Pena or Pinier? I don't know. Michael Pena. Pena. Yeah. I, I'm terrible with yeah. names. I'm terrible with all <laughs> names. And Dora, I have Kathy Bates, Larry Tate, I have um, Jim Garland, Tabitha, I have insert some child active here from uh, um, Gladys Kravitz, I have Lauren Holly, uh, Abner Kravitz, I have Matthew Perry, um, Aunt Clara, I have Annie Potts. I just yeah. Uh huh. Uncle Arthur is Jim Bader. Or Dietrich Bader, which totally gets wiped out by John Barrowman. <laughs> it's a that's a pretty good pick, uh, right? And that's yeah. Maurice I have Jerry Siegel. That is uh it for the cast for the nineteen sixties Bewitched. I wanna thank everyone for listening to this episode and um I want to thank you again, Randall, for stopping by and uh, picking an episode and and doing this with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, for all of my four listeners out there, where can they find Randall Silvi? So, you can find me... Uh, well, you can go to randallsilvi.com, and that's got a link to pretty much everywhere else I'm at online. It's uh, R-A-N-D-A-L-S-I-L-V-E-Y. And uh, you can check out, you know, just my other stuff I've been doing. Um, but if you want to hear more of me talking, uh, you can hear me on the Grolix Podcast and Grolix Cinematic Universe. Those are two podcasts, but you can get them both on GrolixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. Can you tell I've said this a couple times? <laughs> and uh, and then also, in case my plug got uh, cut earlier, PodEdit.com. I'm a podcast producer, freelance. If you have uh, podcast needs, I can help you. Wow, <laughs> I feel like an infomercial. That's that's. I don't know if that's well, a good thing. Well, that's why you're, that's why you're the professional. <laughs> <laughs> and if you enjoyed the show, uh, you can follow me at sixtiesreboot.blogspot.com. You can follow me at Twitter at sixtiesreboot2. That's 60s S reboot the number two um, and if you can uh, rate and review us on a show on iTunes uh, Stitcher and um, 
Google Play. Well, you can't review it on Google Play, which drives me nuts. This has been the 1960s Reboot Podcast. So, good night. Uh, cool. Did, was Samantha the one that did the nose twinkle? Nose, like... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, yeah. We just... A listener... Uh, <laughs> this has been cut already, but listener, just imagine we did that and then... Hard cut disappeared too. There's no effect, it's just a sound. Hard cut. You're gone.